You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, listener. Welcome back. I am here with Emily Alderson, and it is episode 27. I am so excited to have Emily here with us today. She is such an amazing human being. And we are going to talk about how to create an authentic foundation for your soul-led life, which is something that Emily and I both have really learned to build through our life experiences. And she has this amazing system that I just can't wait to share with you today. So welcome, Emily. Thank you for being here. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, Katie. I'm so excited. I always love connecting with you. Um, We geek out on the same thing. So (laughs) I knew this was going to be a fun episode. Um, Hi, I'm Emily Alderson, emilyalderson.com. I am, I've really been loving all things personal development ever since I kind of fell into it. I I turned this kind of like esoteric soul, astrology, all the things in the stars, witchery, all of that, and then really kind of put it into this human body that we're living. I nerd out on neuroscience, on systems, um, all of these things. And so my life mission really is how do I connect these two? Because the reality is we are both, right? Um, So what I've been really focusing on lately is creating systems and coming from alignment. And what I realize is that we're all so unique. You know, what works for me won't work for Katie. However, a system or a template can be altered to fit. It's the gray space, right? Nothing's black and white. So yeah, filling in the gray space, finding who you are really, um, learning why you are the way that you are, accepting how you are, um, how you came into this world, and then also accepting the things that maybe altered you or took you further away from your soul's reality. Um, on this human path (laughs) that we can co-create with. Um, but you have to, you have to be aware of what's going on in order to make these changes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we all have this beautiful soul inside and we come here to this human experience and life happens, right? When we're born, we are connected to our soul. We're in alignment with our soul. And then life happens. We're taught things, different experiences happen and we get kind of pulled away a little bit, right? 
Totally. Yeah. So we end up with um, what you can call like limiting beliefs or limiting decisions. And these are just things that at some point in our life, probably like zero to seven or also like teenage years, (laughs) let's be honest. Um, you got knocked down a pig, you know, you thought you were one way and then society said you should probably be another way or like, it's better to be this way. And your brain took that as like, it's safer to be that way. And the love hate relationship with our human brain is that it's designed to keep you alive. And that's kind of it. Like we haven't really evolved that much further from just stay alive, just stay alive. It's just been interpreted differently. So originally it was attended to like not let you get eaten by a saber tooth tiger. And now it's like, don't let, you know, some bad comment you affect you. It's, it's, that's just the way it is. And so we kind of have to like reinterpret what safe means to us. Um, but when you have a strong foundation and you have a true sense of yourself, true sense of self being in your body, having somewhere to come home to, um, you can rewire these neural pathways that said like, don't go down that road because it's unsafe. I just want to say, I love that you brought that little bit of neuroscience in there because I too totally geek out and love, love, love when we talk about that stuff. Um, But really what you're saying too, it kind of takes us right into this system that you're sharing with us today and that first part of it. So can you introduce us to that? So my master method is called NEST. It's an acronym, (laughs) Nurture, Explore, Surrender, and Trust. And so what it does is it's kind of an exercise to take you through all of these stages of awareness and know that you can create change. So um, the visual I kind of like to start with Uh, as far as like explaining neural pathways is imagine you're standing in front of a forest and it's heavily wooded and you need to get to the other side. So you kind of have to start forging a path, but there's not really a path there yet. And so you start walking through and what you're going to do inevitably is walk that same path over and over and over again until eventually that path that didn't really exist before is now really easy. Like you see it very clearly and So this becomes our autopilot. So something that you started, you know, or learned or decided when you were younger, that's now your default method. That's your autopilot. So um, think of it as the way you think about things. We'll use money as an example, because that's something that always comes up. If you learned that you have to work really hard to make money or um, people that have money are assholes or like whatever, or money doesn't grow on trees, like whatever these things that we are, are learned, that's like your default mode. And so you don't really ever get out of that until you realize maybe that's not the path that I want. Cause it's not really getting me to where I want to be. Okay. So I need a new path. And so what's going to happen eventually is only if you <laughs> become aware of it and decide that you want to make a change, you do it over again, but you do it your way. You do it consciously. You do it with aligned action. And so you start forging this new path. And what's going to happen is you start creating this new path again. That other path is going to, you know, get wooded back in. 
and you create this path that you've chosen versus this path that happened to you. So in the beginning, when you want to bring awareness to all of these things, you kind of have to, it's, it's self-discovery. So who are you without your labels, without the things that you grew up on, without your influences from parents, society, that sort of thing? Um, I love using astrology as kind of your base map. Uh, Sometimes you may not feel like if you read a full chart, you're like, I don't know, this doesn't really feel like me. Really know why. What doesn't feel like you? Is it not you because you're not living it? I, for example, I'm a Leo son and I never felt like I'm a Leo in the sense that people use it as their sign, like very outgoing, life of the party, center of attention. Like that is not me at all. But once I did my full, full chart, like the deep analysis and you get all the nuances because we're also different. We're, we don't all belong in 12 categories. I mean, there's endless possibilities, right? Um, so the chart is a great way to just like learn about your true self and then discover where you're not living up to these sort of signs, like how you're not living in alignment with what your soul is calling as your soul is meant to be. That's usually where I start. And it's just kind of bringing awareness to all of these things. I completely agree with that. When I got my chart read, it was it, it was an eye opener. It was like this new foundation and level of awareness of myself and how I process things and how I work and why I think the way I think and do the things I do. And even like there's a lot of different um I can't think of the right word. There's a lot of different like stigmas with certain signs, right? Like there's Oh, Leo is self-centered or Gemini is, you know, two faith, right? The twins and this and that, you know, about different signs. And there's always going to be a shadow aspect in those signs, right? But there's also other aspects in it and learning that these signs sit in certain parts of who you are really gives you this level of awareness that allows you to then learn more about yourself and understand how you process what you do, why these limiting beliefs affect you so much, why these experiences in life have affected you so much. And then you can start to make the shifts and the changes to get back to yourself. Exactly. Because your chart is not like your life sentence, you know, like this is who you are. So be it. It's just a blueprint. It's an opportunity to see and realize this is who I am. This is, it's more, this is who your potential is. And so when you accept, I do things differently because that's the way that I am and the way I'm supposed to be versus like, I do things differently. I must be wrong. That's a huge weight off of your shoulders. Huge. Absolutely. I know when I had my chart read, so I'm a Gemini, which means I'm fast paced, I'm adaptable, and all those things are true. But I also had four planets in retrograde when I was born. So I am a very deep internal processor and I have to fully internally process things before I can take action. So I have this like kind of dual T within who I am, where I can adapt and I can move fast paced, but then there are certain times where I really need to internally process things. 
before I can take the step. And for a long time, you know, I would get card readings and I would always get the slowest night of the tarot deck. And I would be like, why? Why do I get the slowest night? Why can't I move fast? Right. But it's because it's part of who I am, you know, energetically and when I was born and, and all of those things. So it was almost like having that awareness allowed me to release a bit of that perfectionism inside. Is it like I'm doing something wrong? I'm not. It's just part of who I am. Right. So you get that awareness and you realize why you're feeling like that slow night is bad is because the societal pressure to be like, hustle, do this, girl boss, what, you know, whatever it is, like whatever interpretation has like come to you and created it as a negative instead of like, it just is. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So once we get this awareness, what do we kind of do next? What's next in that system? So the next step is explore. And so this is the time to get curious. And this is the really fun part. Um, I love the exploration part. I've always, well, I would say I I was always accused of being nosy. And I'm like, I'm just curious, (laughs) right? Again, like, what are these limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves or what labels that we, you know, do or do not do? So um, this is where you get curious. This is okay. Now I understand like who I am. So what are these beliefs that I had? Where did they come from? Um, are they in alignment with what I really want? You know, when we talk about like abundance or wealth or what do those things actually mean to you? Like if society says that you need to be an entrepreneur to make more money and live in a mansion and drive whatever cars and have your life look a certain way, is that what you actually want? Do you want to be an entrepreneur and, you know, build a business in this way? Or would you rather work for a company? Or would you rather, you know, work part-time? Or would you rather stay at home and be a full-time parent? Like, what does that look like to you? And what messaging are you putting around these things as right or wrong? It's really eliminating like this all or nothing mentality, this right or wrong mentality, and just seeing what it is. So um, going back to like a money mindset thing, when I started learning about this and really delving into money mindset specifically, I happened to be um, back home visiting family from a smaller town in Illinois, and my awareness was peaked. So let's go back to like neuroscience and how your brain works. When you're gathering information, when your brain's getting information, everything is deleted, distorted, or generalized. And so it's just a filter because we can't, pro- I mean, it'd be information overload. We'd actually explode if like every single thing that we were feeling or getting in, um, we, we noticed. So it filters all of these things. So now that I've set, reset my filter to, I want to be aware of like what's going on around me, specifically with this money. All of a sudden I hear like my friends and family talking about things like, oh, I like your bag. Oh, thanks. I got it, you know, on sale at Marshall's. Oh, I'm going to go to lunch today. Oh, this restaurant has a really good deal on whatever. Oh, um, you know, gas is really, oh, you should go to this pump because the gas prices, like everything was kind of like coupon cutting or sales or deals. And so that money mindset glass ceiling, if you will, was set pretty low. Nobody was talking about, you know, investing in stocks. Nobody was talking about um, 
you know, scaling your business to grow. I just never grew up with anybody thinking bigger than just like what was in their little bubble. And there's nothing wrong with their bubble. These are happy people. Um, but I realized like why I thought the way I did. Does that make sense? So it's just changing the way that you focus in order to focus on the things that you want to focus on in your stage of your journey. Absolutely. It's almost like in that phase of exploration, of explore, it's like allowing yourself to step back and become neutral. Yep. Right. There's no right or wrong. And kind of like what we talk about in yoga of becoming the witness, just becoming the observer where you kind of just sit back and watch as you're reflecting, as you're exploring, as you're learning these different things without that judgment um, that can be so harsh sometimes. Yeah, we can be our own worst enemy. Yes, it's this bird's eye view where you can just be objective, be a witness and say, oh, that's interesting versus put any other like, I can't believe that or how could they do that? No, it's just like, oh. Okay. I see that now. Now, what do you want to do with it? Right. Right. And so that kind of ties into that next piece. Surrender. (laughs) Yeah. I think surrender is, is really the most activating part. Um, even let's say like you get really excited about personal development and you start on this journey and you're absorbing this and you're listening to podcasts and you're reading the books and you're doing all these things. Um, but you skip that rest part, you skip that integration part, that surrender to, to letting it be so important. It's so important. Absolutely. And it's also like surrender is very active. It's very activating, like you said, right. And it's a choice you make and it's the surrendering, like the accepting of what you're learning about yourself and in your exploration that is going to allow you to create the shifts and the changes and, and all the things you're trying to do. Exactly. Like, you know, in the first part, you've learned about yourself. In the second part, you've, you're learning, you know, who you are in relation to everything around you which kind of goes back to the houses of astrology now that I say that out loud, but that's kind of, it is. And then you just let that sink in for a minute. Like you don't have to do anything with it right away. Just let it absorb because those two things have always existed and it's okay if it, if you need some time to let it really settle into your body, because it's a lot, you know, it can be a lot. Absolutely. It can be a lot when you're learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot. I just had a coaching session the other day and I said, I want to put the lid back on. <laughs> I, said, I opened this can of worms and I want to put it all back in. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want, <laughs> I want to just go back to when I had control and which is not true. I don't really want that. But there are times when it becomes so overwhelming, the things that you're learning about the self, yourself and the things that you're processing, because sometimes it just becomes a snowball where the snowball is just rolling and getting bigger and bigger and bigger because you've taken this, you know, you've made this choice to do this work, to get back to your soul and to really stay in alignment with yourself. Because all this stuff that we're talking about is not something you really just do once. 
no, this is a repeatable system. And this is in that like, careful what you wish for, <laughs> right? <laughs> Here it is. And you're like, oh my God, it's okay. Okay, okay, okay. And there again is when it's like, let's settle, let's regroup, let's refocus. Is this what you want? Um, and the last step is trust. Now this is really more with like my one-to-one -one coaching, but trust Trust is knowing that you've built this foundation. You're clear on who you are. You're clear on why. You're surrendering. You're using tools that you've learned that work specifically for you um, and in a way that you like and understanding always coming back to, is this in my highest and best alignment? Is this exactly how I want it to be. And whether the answer is yes or no is doesn't matter. All that matters is whichever path that is, yes or no, you then shift it to be how you want it to be. No. Okay, great. Katie wants to put the lid back on. Maybe she like takes a step back from teacher training. Maybe she takes a step back from her podcast. Maybe she, you know, what well, I don't know, what you whatever it may be. But maybe it is, okay, what do I need to delegate? Maybe instead of like taking things off, she needs to delegate in a different way. Or, sorry, I put my coaching hat on and I realized that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no and, and you're, you're, totally, you're totally right with what you're saying. It wasn't that I really wanted to put the lid back on and put all the worms back in of all that I have done over the past year. It was that I had had, these couple of weeks where I literally was depleted and had no energy to do the things that actually light my soul on fire. I had no energy to go sit at the sewing machine and finish sewing the skirt I've been wanting to make. I've had no energy to play with the kids. I've had no energy to do anything because I was trying to do it all and not realizing how much my energy was depleting or creating the space to pause. And so really what I needed was not to stop you know, the, the work where I'm getting closer to my soul, but it was to, to pause and say, okay, this isn't working. You need to shift things in your life so that you can overflow your cup and not be depleted like this. Yep. What do I need right now? It's always yeah. like a great question to sit in meditation with, to ask your Oracle of Tarot cards, to, to be on a walk with, what do I need right now? What do I want right now? Yeah. And that element of trust too, right? That last piece of the nest system that you're sharing with us today. It's really about when you ask that question too, what do I need right now? What do I want right now? Trusting what actually comes through you, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, it could surprise you. Yeah. Right. And that's the biggest piece too. Like trusting that you know the answers, that you have the tools, trusting in what comes through your intuition. Not like that voice of your brain, like you're saying, that's just trying to survive and is kind of mean and like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. But that kind voice, it's like, this is what you need right now. This is what you want. And, and really trusting in that. It's the whisper. And the whisper will become more and more clear the better you know yourself and the more that you take care of yourself with that knowing really. Absolutely. And the more you take care of yourself, the more you trust yourself. So 100%. Yes. <laughs> All goes round and round. <laughs> Absolutely. And so 
before we hit record on the podcast, Emily and I were talking and she shared where this nest system kind of came from. And I thought it was really cool. So can you share that with listeners? Yeah. So I, so I'm trained as a, um, a hypnotist and when you start doing like NLP training, hypnosis training, timeline techniques, um, you also learn about metaphors. And that's something I've always loved. I'm a very visual learner. Obviously I showed you like the path. And um, so I learn a lot from my kids. I have a two-year or a, oh gosh, I'm almost four-year-old and a six-year-old. They just keep crying. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot their ages. Um, and so I love learning from them. It's like, it's almost like being new again, seeing life through their eyes because they don't know anything. <laughs> it's fresh. Like they don't know anything about anything. And so they ask the most random, well, what feels like random questions, but to them, it's just new information. And so it's been fun to learn through them to, you know, how does a caterpillar turn into butterfly? I don't know. Let's look it up. And then we just delve into it. And, you know, where are these birds or what are the birds building these nests outside? So we've been enjoying um, in springtime, watching the birds build their nests and they build it in the same place every time on our back patio. I love to see what they gather. You know, I have dogs. So sometimes there's like dog stuffing in the nest. You know, sometimes it's like different toys or clippings or, you know, whatever it is. And so one day my daughter brought home um, a library book that was about birds and building their nests. And it makes sense now, but I just never really thought about it. But every single bird builds a nest that's unique to them and their species. How many children, children, how many like baby birds that they're going to have, um, where they live, how big they are. And so that was really kind of the catalyst for building this foundation um, for life, essentially, is like, what is your foundation? What do you need? What tools do you need? What resources do you need? And that your foundation is going to be completely unique to you because you're different than everyone else at the end of the day. <laughs> you're different, you're unique, and that's beautiful. I mean, it's so perfect. That's a way it's supposed to be so that we can all live together and create society, et cetera. Um, but yeah, building a, uni a unique nest that's just for you. That's awesome. I, I love that. We are all unique and different, and this system really allows each and every one of us to build that authentic foundation, that foundation that aligns with your soul, where you are at this moment in this time, and to keep touching those boxes, right? To keep going through those boxes continuously so that you get to update as you evolve and as you change and as life shifts for you, you get to update that nest and get the new tools and create it to what you need it to be at this moment in time. Yep. Birds fly from a strong foundation. You know, if you didn't have the right tools or you didn't build it in the right place or you used somebody else's nest, you know, it's all made. There's so many lessons in nature. <laughs> Everything. <Yes. laughs> so many lessons in nature. But, you know, at the end of the day, my clients are entrepreneurs mostly, but this will work with really anything in life. But you want to plant your egg hatch your egg <laughs> in your strong foundation so that you can fly. That's the goal, right? And then recreate the cycle. 
very exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it so much. So Emily, thank you for sharing this with us today. I have loved talking about this with you. You definitely have to come on the podcast again because we just geek out about the same things. So much fun. Can you tell listeners where they can connect with you and learn more about you? Yep. I'm mostly on Instagram um, at hello, Emily Alderson. Awesome. So listeners, we have an action step for you. Do us a favor. Think about everything we talked about today. What is the first step you're going to take in building your nest? Put a post on Instagram or in your story, tag us both, and let us know what your first step is. We are looking forward to hearing from you about that first step. So yes, thanks for being fun. Definitely reach out. I love hearing from people in the DMs. Tag me um, and build that nest. Absolutely. Once again, thanks for being here. Emily, thank you for being here, listener. And I'll meet you back here next week. Thanks, Katie. Bye. Thank you.